Geraldo doesn't know what AR stands for, murders and gun laws, TikTok banned at a university, astrophysics now is racist, and why it is important to stand up for your beliefs, all that and more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 220 of the Random Thoughts podcast that is spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and I have another show which is going to continue to prove a lot of the things we have been saying over the last few years and show you how things, one, are not getting any better. And two, how there seems to be a complete and utter misunderstanding in a lot of aspects and a nefarious reason behind why everybody wants you to be in lockstep because it's much easier for them to control you if everybody has to believe, say the same things, do the same things. And if you don't believe what the crowd believes, then you're evil. But I will start today with Geraldo Rivera, who has been around for a long, long time in the news industry. And you would think, being in the news industry for that period of time, that somebody might actually pick up some knowledge. And I am sure that Geraldo is knowledgeable about some things, but he is not when it comes to firearms. He was on the Fox roundtable show the five and he was discussing president joe biden's pledge to ban assault rifles here in the united states and he said quote i submit to you ladies and gentlemen there is no legitimate reason to have an ar-15 end quote and there were three dots between legitimate reason and to have so i don't know what was cut out of that but it appears that geraldo was saying There's no legitimate reason to have an AR-15, to which Fox News host, according to this article on MSN's website, Greg Gutfeld pushed back, asked Geraldo, hey, what does AR stand for? And Geraldo answered, it's an automatic rifle, which, no, it's not. And Gutfeld told him that, and... Geraldo responded with, all I know is AR-15s have no place in American society other than in sports clubs. Now, the AR does not stand for assault rifle, as Geraldo believes, and I'm sure a lot of people listening believe. Again, I've asked you while covering the gun issue over and over again, if you're against guns or for guns, it doesn't really matter. But you should be educated on the terms. You should be educated on what's actually going on. You should be educated on the fact that what is being called an assault rifle is pretty much any rifle sold, anything in a pistol format, including the guns that, you know, the Lone Ranger carried way back when, because you pull the trigger and the next bullet is there automatically. You don't have to reload between every shot. 
Those would be semi-automatic weapons. And that's what most politicians are calling assault weapons at this point. And it's simply not true. You put down an AR-15 next to a hunting rifle and ask what the difference is. And the answer will be pretty much just the way it looks. It is all in the way it looks. It is all in the aesthetics of the rifle. They do the exact same thing. One does not have heavier gauge ammo. One does not fire at a faster speed. One does not kill any more than the other one does. It's all in the aesthetics. And a rifle is a rifle. And what would make one an assault rifle? I don't know. I mean, you can assault somebody with a baseball bat. So I guess that would be an assault bat. The reality is an AR is not an automatic weapon. A lot of people believe they are, including Geraldo, but it simply is not. The AR stands for the brand that originally invented that style of gun, Armalite. So when somebody says to you, if you hear a politician, and you will, say, we need to ban all AR-style rifles and get them off our streets. That's the same as saying we need to ban all Fendi or Gucci rifles and get them off the streets. It's just a brand. That's all it is. It means nothing about the gun itself. AR means zero about the gun's capabilities. But people are ignorant and they don't know. And Geraldo has been covering news for decades. And he is obviously ignorant about it because I don't think He wants to seem like he's a moron. I don't think he wants the world to know that he is clueless about the things that he is talking about, even though he's rah, rah, Joe Biden is right, but he's right about something that Geraldo has no idea what he's talking about. So how do you know he's right, Geraldo? When you have no idea what you're talking about, you have no idea of the subject matter. You don't know the details and the details are very important because we have a second amendment here in the United States that gives these citizens the right to bear arms. We told you about what's going on here in Illinois. And yes, the Royal, we people ask me about that. I don't know why I say we, we, this just comes out naturally. We, me and the random thoughts crew, which is basically me, but together we're a, we, we told you about the gun grab that they're trying to do in Illinois how if you have magazines that'll hold over 15 rounds and a pistol, you have until the start of next year to tell the government that you have it because that's a really good idea now that the weapons have been made illegal, which is why there's plenty of lawsuits going on over this because we also have the Fifth Amendment, which says, hey, you're breaking a law. Nobody can compel you to testify against yourself But the government's now going, well, we've made these guns and these magazines illegal, so register them with us. I don't think that's a real good idea because the next step will be when they decide that we don't want people to be grandfathered into these particular items. They know exactly where to find you. And that's not a very good idea to just raise your hand and go, hey, hey, government, government, I got the thing you're looking for. I don't think that's a really good idea. So Geraldo, completely ignorant, and he's doubling down, which is the best part about it, because there's nothing better than being ignorant 
than going, well, it doesn't matter if I was stupid. I'm still right. Nobody needs them. And that's basically what he said on Twitter. I can quote you entirely. Quote, heard the Daily Caller and fellow travelers are ranting about my incorrect definition on air of AR, as in AR-15. Whatever. Point is, there is no place other than sporting clubs and similar skilled settings for assault rifles. They're substitute appendages, end quote. Don't know what he means by that. And I don't know, again, how he is defining assault rifles because he made it very clear that he thought an AR-15 meant assault rifle or automatic weapon or whatever he thought it meant. It does not. But he's doubling down because, you know, you can't admit that he is a complete and utter moron. This was the Liberal Newsweek reporting on this who said they reached out to Geraldo, but he didn't respond with a comment. AR-15 is no more deadly than any other rifle, really no more deadly than a handgun. But this is what you have when you have people that are ignorant of the subjects of which they speak and nobody ever checks them. That is the problem with all of social media and most of the mainstream media or any media is that people say things and they are automatically believed. And I see this all the time. I'm constantly looking for stories to cover on various podcasts always trying to figure out what is going on in the world. And a lot of times you see things that seem like really damning evidence. You see a story and you're like, wow. A lot of times it's on Twitter, which is both good and bad, where a lot of alleged journalism is going on. And you'll have people that are seemingly in the know, that seemingly have done their homework, that will put out all of this data, but if you don't double-check the data, how do you know it's true? People can say anything. It's up to you to fact-check, to try to figure out if it's the truth, and the reality is now this has been going on in the mainstream media, and this was pointed out by the No Agenda program years ago, which is where I first remember hearing about this. But you have a domino effect of, well, hey, all you need to do is get a story published in one place. And it could be anywhere. It could be the Indonesian Times. You get it published there, and then everybody else in the world can report that story and point there. Well, according to the Indonesian Times, then they can tell you the same story that the Indonesian Times did. And just using the sourcing that they got, how do you know the Indonesian Times was correct? We talked about this early on in COVID, where a woman was like, I only got groceries delivered. I never went out of the house and I got COVID. And then the story came out that, well, no, she went to a pharmacy and picked it up there, most likely. But the reality was this was reported by one little news institution and then it grew legs, but nobody ever verified the story. And it becomes very hard to verify the story because unless you can get your hands on the actual data, and you can in certain cases, you know, if the FBI has a crime data report, you can get that from the FBI. If the CDC releases a report on whatever, 
You can get that directly from the CDC. Now, I'm not saying you want to believe 100% the CDC or the FBI, which leads to other problems, but you have to be able to do your homework and figure out if the data that you are getting, the story that you are getting with the data that you believe that that is accurate and you have a reason to believe that is accurate beyond, I just read it on the internet. Because believe it or not, Nobody on the internet is 100% accurate, not even me, even though I try to be, and I would like to believe that I am, I'm sure I've gotten things wrong. And if I do get something wrong, I always recommend people reach out to me, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com, and let me know. But the problem with these gun grabs that Uncle Joe Biden's trying to do with J.B. Pritzker is trying to do here in Illinois is they ignore the fact that they don't want to prosecute the criminals who commit the crimes with the guns. There was a story of a 16 year old that carjacked like 12 people in one day overnight from like midnight to 8 a.m. the next morning. We had a gun, of course, because that's how you carjack. And being 16, probably not going to be tried. As I told you here, it seems like a long time ago now. I did a whole episode kind of covering the law change here in Illinois. As one of our aldermen said, it was all because of video games. That's why kids were carjacking. It's like, no, no, it was a preckwinkle here in Illinois that changed the law. That said, if they were under 18, the perpetrators of the carjacking, they weren't going to be tried as an adult, which basically meant it's open season on carjacking because, again, We have very liberal people who do not believe in enforcing the law, especially if the criminals are poor minorities who are under the age of 18. And now it doesn't even seem to matter what the age is. But the reality when it comes to this concept that not everybody needs or not anybody needs an AR-15, according to the Washington Examiner, I don't think this should be a surprise to anybody. The headline, murders up in urban areas, but not in gun-friendly counties. The article starts, quote, murders occur overwhelmingly in dense urban areas, many with tough anti-gun restrictions and far less in suburban and rural areas where firearm ownership is more common, according to a national study of killings. This research shows that murders in the U.S. are highly concentrated in tiny areas in the United States and that they are becoming even more concentrated in recent years. This report from the John R. Lott Crime Prevention Research Center, which is nice because you could actually go look at the report yourself if you want to. It showed that cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., are the murder centers and that even in those cities, the areas where the killings occur are growing even increasingly more concentrated, which means what you basically need. If the local authorities can't handle it, you bring in the National Guard and they handle it. But this comes down to the crime is all happening in very small areas because this is where mainly it is drug involved this is related to drugs so you have drug dealers you have gang wars going on which again these aren't people that go out and buy their guns legally jb pritzker uncle joey biden no they do not buy their guns legally 
So all of the laws in the world that you pass aren't going to do anything because you have liberal DAs in these areas where the crime is running rampant, who refuse to enforce the laws that are already on the books. Now, I thought this was an interesting stat from these numbers. Quote, the worst 1% of counties, which would be the worst 31 counties in the United States, have 21% of the population and 42% of the murders. So that is in the top 1%, the worst 1% when it comes to murders. The top 1% of counties have 42% of the murders. The worst 2% of the counties, which brings you up to 62 counties, contain 31% of the population and 56% of the murders. And the worst 5% of the counties contain 47% of the population. So just in these 5%, these counties, 47% of the population, 73% of the murders. And they point out even within these counties, the murders are very heavily concentrated in small areas. Yes, there's certain neighborhoods here in Chicago, like Englewood, where you know the murders are always going to happen because of a variety of factors. Passing harsher gun laws, passing laws as they did in Illinois to restrict the amount of bullets that go into a magazine, even though I can switch out a magazine in under a second, it's all a joke. It does nothing to stop the problem. And the politicians know that. And that is where the nefarious stuff starts coming in because J.B. Pritzker is well aware as he sits out there and bloviates about how great he is getting this law passed. He knows it's not going to have any effect whatsoever on murders in Chicago. Absolutely no effect whatsoever because, again, overall, the murderers in the United States, mainly gang members, criminals who do not buy their guns legally back to the examiner article it says lots crime center often writes about gun use and crime and he includes a note that challenges conventional thinking that the surge in legal gun ownership has led to more killings i've talked about that a few times on the show the amount of guns being purchased on a monthly level going back a few years has been Amazingly high, over a million a month, and it continues to grow. They say, according to a 2021 Pew Research Center survey, the household gun ownership rate in rural areas was 79% higher than in urban areas. Suburban households are 37.9% more likely to own guns than urban households. Despite lower gun ownership, urban areas experience much higher murder rates. One should not put much weight on this purely cross-sectional evidence over one point in time, and many factors determine murder rates. However, it is still interesting to note that so much of the country has both very high gun ownership rates and zero murders, end quote. So I'll break that down, make it very simple. Just because people have guns don't mean they're killing people with them. I know. That's a surprise to the liberals. They don't understand that is the person that owns the gun who is the criminal, not the tool that they're using. It must be very surprising to liberals to know that there's areas out in the country, out in the suburbs where almost everybody's got a gun. 
but nobody's getting killed. But then you come into the city of Chicago where it's like guns are bad. Nobody can have guns. Nobody should have guns. They're all illegal. And there's murders going on every day. It's a surprise. I know nobody can figure it out. It's very simple. Once again, put the criminals in jail and you will stop the problem of crime. Okay, to clarify, you're not going to stop crime, but it will get better. You're never going to entirely stop crime, but I digress. Let's move on to TikTok, which is always in the news for never a good reason. Just a side note, saw another story, 12-year-old Argentinian girl, I think it was, died doing a TikTok challenge. Again, parents of 12-year-olds who give their kids devices, you are asking for absolute bad things to happen to your children do better. But the story I wanted to talk about comes from The Hill, which is the University of Texas at Austin has barred access to the social media platform TikTok on its Wi-Fi network after Governor Greg Abbott banned the application from use on all government devices. The Hill says the university told students in an email on Tuesday that it was taking the step to comply with the December directive to eliminate the cybersecurity risk posed by TikTok. The university statement said, quote, today, the university blocked TikTok access on our networks. You are no longer able to access TikTok on any device if you are connected to the university via wired or Wi-Fi networks, end quote, which means it's going to do absolutely nothing because everybody uses TikTok on their phone. And people have mobile data that they'll use to do the TikTok thing. So this is more of just a bit of virtue signaling. I mean, it's nice. Sure. The governments uh, have a lot of different cities now. A lot of different municipalities are figuring out that TikTok's bad. But it's all going to take the people that use TikTok to stop. Because you can't really block it. You cannot block it. There's nothing you can do because, again, the Internet is a global phenomenon. And you just can't go, oh, well, one site, we're going to block it. Nobody will be able to use it. No, people know how to get around the blocks. You can use proxies. You can use VPNs. The kids are smarter than the parents, so don't think you can block anything on your computer at home where kids aren't going to be able to get it. The irony here was the university's athletic department had a TikTok account that they stopped using last November that had a quarter million followers. And a lot of organizations use TikTok for advertising because that's where the eyeballs are. Sadly, that's where the eyeballs are. The app will track you. It will send information back to the motherland of China. It can get a lot of details on your phone that you have no idea that it's able to access. But this is not just TikTok. I've said this over and over again. A lot of these social media apps and other apps that you randomly put on your phone, never go find a free app from a company you've never heard of that's like, hey, I'm going to install this flashlight app or whatever it is, some crazy thing. You're like, this is great. It's free. Most likely it's scraping your data and killing your privacy. So be aware, cell phone apps are not safe. Use the very minimum that you can and understand that the social media apps like TikTok, like Facebook, like Instagram, like Twitter, 
can all access things on your device. Now, both Apple and Android devices, which are what most people are using, you can go into these settings and see exactly what these apps have requested access to, what they were given access to. But some of the more nefarious apps have still been known to grab data without necessarily showing up there. So again, your mileage may vary and just be very aware of the apps that you're putting on your phone. My favorite part of the article on the Hill is where it says, quote, the platform's ban on a campus of more than 52,000 students is the latest in a string of moves by Democratic and Republican-controlled states to eliminate the use of the app on government devices, end quote. You could have just said states. It doesn't really matter who's in control, but I guess it's nice to point out that this is a bipartisan issue. Everybody is seemingly getting on board and understanding that a Chinese company running the most popular social media site is probably a bad thing. Moving on to what seems like a story that we have covered, but it's just, again, another variation of this. From the New York Post, a Colorado astrophysicist says the field is paralyzed by systemic racism and white supremacy. Um, you can't say field. New York Post, didn't you hear the memo from our last show? Field is a racist term as well. But this is according to an astrophysicist named Natalie Gosnell, PhD. You'll say, yeah, doctor, yeah. Worried that the field is paralyzed by systemic racism and white supremacy and, quote, very violent and hyper-masculine terminology such as vampire star or cannibal star. This is absolute insanity, but this is academia in the United States and I'm sure worldwide. This is a clear-cut case of somebody who should not be teaching children who is just way over the wacko line. These quotes were from a school newspaper article, an interview that she did. She says, as an astrophysicist, I'm a product of institutions that are steeped in systemic racism and white supremacy. She has a doctorate in astronomy from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, a recipient of the prestigious Cottrell Scholar Award. She argued that, quote, tenets of white supremacy like individualism and exceptionalism and perfectionism shape everything from the direction of physics research to the language used by scientists. So the tenets of white supremacy are now individualism. Being an individual is part of white supremacy. I don't know. I know we have all sorts of different people that listen to the show from different areas of the world, from different cultures. Do you feel like being an individual is a bad thing and that's white supremacist? I don't understand how individualism is tied to that. I don't understand how exceptionalism is tied to it. I mean, this is, seems like a very racist thing that she's saying because are you saying that those who are not white do not believe in individualism. They do not believe in exceptionalism. They don't want to be the very best that they can be at whatever it is they do. And perfectionism again. I don't understand. This makes absolute zero sense. This is gobbledygook. 
You think of the very best basketball player on the planet that ever lived. Michael Jordan was a black guy who believed in individualism. I mean, I said believed. He's still here. Sorry, Michael. I believe Michael Jordan still believes in individualism, exceptionalism, and perfectionism. So I guess that makes Michael Jordan a white supremacist when it comes to Natalie Gosnell, astrophysicist, who is worried that her field, which is a racist word now, we learned that, is very racist. So she wrote a book which sounds like the woke disaster that you would expect. But in this interview with the Colorado College News, she takes issue with the, quote, very violent and hyper-masculine vocabulary of her field like vampire star or cannibal star, which is used to describe the mass transfer process and recalled parroting that language during a Discovery Channel appearance early in her academic, academic, or maybe it is an academic career. She says, I think because science and art have been so separated and there are systemic issues with science, the metaphors that are often chosen are very violent and hyper-masculine. So calling something a cannibal star, which is, as described here, the first star dies, it starts to swell, thereby transferring its mass to the second star. The death of the swollen star enables the second to burn brighter and bluer. Well, that kind of sounds like a cannibal, doesn't it? It's eat one star eating another, basically. So how is that one masculine? How is that one not accurate? Oh, no, you can't say cannibal. That's very hyper-masculine. How? And how is vampire hyper-masculine? All those vampire novels that were very, very popular for a long, long time, maybe they still are. I don't read them. But it seemed like it was a lot of chiclet to me that liked the vampire stuff. I don't know. I don't understand how that's hyper-masculine or white supremacist at all. But this, again the type of person that is in the academic field. And this is what this idiot is worried about rather than, you know, doing her job, trying to better mankind by the quest for knowledge, the thirst for knowledge. No, you can't have that anymore. You can't have, it's an individualistic thing. No, you're, you can't search for perfectionism. No, you cannot. You cannot take part in any of those evil things. Again, individualism, exceptionalism, and perfectionism. Those are bad when it comes to woke morons like this. PhD, yeah, that's always good. The New York Post article ends with that uh, Ms. Gosnell did not immediately respond to the request for comment. Not a surprise there, not a surprise. Just like Geraldo, no comment. There is a diocese in Iowa that's making everybody mad. Well, not everybody. They're making the woke left very mad because they are sticking to the actual teachings of the church. I know this is bizarre to think. This is something I have never understood going through all of this stuff over the last 10 years, 20 years, whatever it has, it has been with the Catholic church allegedly seemingly falling over to make the wokesters happy, to allow for things that the teaching is very specific about not allowing. This comes from a Daily Wire article saying, quote, 
One Catholic diocese is leading the charge against wokeism, insisting that students and worshipers use bathrooms and lockers consistent with their biological sex and banning the use of preferred pronouns in schools and parishes. Of course, it says woke activists have reacted with anger because, you know, how dare you not let somebody just pretend to be something that they're not? And I applaud the church for standing up and saying, well, no, this is what we believe. And I've said this for a long time. What this is all about is the destruction of religion. You come in with, well, we have this perverted behavior, whatever it is, in the eyes of the church. And we force them to accept it. Otherwise, we show them off as being bad. This first started with the gay marriage issue and the churches were like, hey, that's not within our belief structure. So we are not going to marry two women. We're not going to marry two men. Well, now you're hateful. Well, no, the church wasn't doing anything to stop them from being married elsewhere. It just was not within their teachings and this whole concept that you can force the Catholic religion to do something or any religion to do something. You notice they never go after the Muslim religion. They never try to get them to change these wokesters. And I've said this, if you really want to put your money where your mouth is, if you really want the rubber to hit the road in a meaningful way, go to Iran and try to make these changes. Go do that there. Go to China, go anywhere outside of the United States where you'll most likely wind up dead rather than they know in the United States they can do whatever they want and then they can just point fingers and go, well, no, those Catholic people are bad because they won't do that. They won't, they won't call me by my pronoun. It is absolutely insane. Just because somebody doesn't agree with your lifestyle or what you do does not mean they are hateful. If they are not actively physically trying to stop you from doing something, then, you know, their beliefs are their beliefs and your beliefs are your beliefs. And the concept when these wokesters want everybody, well, no, you have to believe what I'm doing is right. At the very same time, they're telling you why what the Christians and Catholics are doing are wrong. Well, see, you can't have it both ways because the same thing goes both ways and people can make the case. Well, no, no, you should believe what the Catholics do. Well, no, I don't want to. See, it doesn't work. But people can have different viewpoints. They can have different ways of life and still exist in the same world and not be detrimental to each other. I think people should be allowed to have whatever beliefs that they want. As long as they're not actively hurting somebody else, they should be able to have the beliefs that they want. The Catholic religion is very clear about a lot of things. So the fact that the diocese here says, quote, no person may designate a preferred pronoun in speech or in writing when related to ministry activities of any kind, nor are parishes, organizations, or institutions to permit such a designation, to permit the designation of a preferred pronoun while intended as an act of charity, instead promotes the dissociation of biological sex and gender and thereby confuses or denies personal integrity, end quote. I can't disagree with that. You may. I can't disagree with that. That is their belief, and that is the tenant of their religion. So asking them to change that 
is completely unfair. It's the same thing as asking somebody who believes in all of the woke stuff to be like, well, nope, that should not be allowed. Again, it's hilarious that people that want others to just let them live their lives are the ones that don't want to do the same. Quoted by the Daily Mail, one supporter said, finally, a church it is that is acting like a church, end quote, kind of makes sense. But State Senator Claire Selsey, a Democrat, snapped, quote, this is not what Jesus would do. <laughs> I mean, like, you think you know what Jesus would do in this case? Do you think he would bastardize all of his teachings to allow for what anybody wants to do? Any, ah, no, it's okay. If it feels good, just do it. She says, quote, to actually come out and say, we're going to stamp this out. We're going to pretend like it doesn't exist and issue this kind of edict is, I think, reprehensible. No, also not true. If you want to believe in those things, leave the church. If you highly believe that you can say I'm a purple fairy and that's what the credo I want to live by, then leave the church. You don't have to stay. This is not the state. This is not anybody telling you the way you have to live your life. But it's like, if you want to be a part of this group, this is what we believe. And this is no different. You think you're going to walk into an LGBTQ meeting and say, well, I'm against all of you, but uh, I want to be a part of this group. And they're going to be like, yeah, sure. Come on. We, uh, we're going to put our arms around you. We're going to accept you. No, that's not the way it works. It makes zero sense. So a church acting like a church should not surprise anybody, but it does because we're seeing so little of it. And what you're seeing with all of this stuff is trying to put everybody into lockstep. Everybody has to agree that the LGBTQ lifestyle is great. Even the conservative churches who don't believe in that as part of their base teachings. It is absolute insanity what is going on in the world today to try to convert people into this new woke religion. And that is exactly what it is. Forcing anybody into one belief. This again would be paramount to saying, well, all gay people have to believe that only straight is right. That's the only way to go. And we're going to make you believe that. Well, what would those people do? Well, they'd go up and they'd get up in arms and they'd probably burn some cities down because that's what leftists do. But this again is what the left does to try to get everybody into lockstep, to try to make it illegal to say things, to have certain viewpoints which is why you have to be very careful when it comes to things like hate speech because hate speech is speech when it comes to bullying, when bullying is nothing more than speech. Again, if somebody puts their hands on you and assaults somebody, then that's a different story. But there's a First Amendment for a reason because people are allowed to worship the way they want, to believe what they want, And that's the point of America was that we have a bunch of people who have a bunch of different viewpoints and they are all able to live together. Not we were going to force everybody to believe one thing. And if you don't, then we're going to penalize you. And if you don't think this is what's happening, open your eyes. There was just a story out of the NHL. Well, there was a couple stories out of the NHL. One was where they were going to have like a job fair or something, but not invite anybody that was white because that made a lot of sense for the NHL. 
But this is the story of Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov, who is Russian, believe it or not. Can you tell Provorov facing backlash for his decision to boycott the organization's Pride Night to support the LGBTQ plus community? He did not participate in the pregame warmups when the team wore Pride themed jerseys, according to a Fox News article and use sticks wrapped in rainbow pride tape. He cited his Russian Orthodox religion as the reason why he didn't participate in the warmups. He eventually played in the game against the Anaheim Ducks. He said, quote, I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say, end quote. And that's all. Mr. Provorov should say, because he has his beliefs and they don't go along with the LGBTQ community. Sorry, that's just the way it is. And if you have a free country, then you get to believe whatever you want to believe. He didn't come out and say, I think this is wrong. He didn't come out and say, this has to stop and I'm not going to play because of this and my team shouldn't do this. No, he just said, you know, this little thing you're doing here. I don't want to be a part of it. Respectfully, I do not want to be a part of it. I want to sit this out and not take part of it. But of course, because of that, he is getting a lot of backlash from some moron named Pierre Lebrun on uh, Twitter. It says, quote, but Provorov obviously does not respect everyone. If he did respect everyone, he would have taken part in the warmups and worn the Pride Night jersey. Don't hide behind religion. Now, uh, if this was a different podcast, I'd be pulling out an F and a U for Mr. LeBrun. Don't hide behind religion. That is basically, again, saying you must be in lockstep with us and your religion means nothing if it does not allow us to do whatever we want. If your beliefs are different than us, then you must not respect us. And that is where the disconnect is, just like with Geraldo's brain thinking AR meant assault rifle disrespecting somebody is not the same as not believing the same things that they do but this is what it gets pushed to in order for the people on the left to try to get everybody in lockstep to try to get everybody afraid that they might say the wrong thing and it'll be hate speech you got to be very careful what you say you may lose your job there were a few other idiots kind of echoing the same thing. Then a woman named Steph Driver, I mean, I assume she's a woman, says in her tweet, quote, Ivan Provorov was allowed to play in a game for the Philadelphia Flyers, the organization that was the first to say that you will be removed from the arena if you utter a homophobic slur after refusing to wear a pride logo for warmups. What an absolute disgrace, end quote. So you see where the left makes the connections? You don't want to wear a pride jersey. That's the same thing as using a homophobic slur. Let's also remember that the Philadelphia Flyers were the ones that took the Kate Smith statue down because of something that was said in a song from a movie that she did back, you know, 50, 70 years prior to that. Because that's the Philadelphia Flyers are obviously very, very woke. Another idiot on Twitter, Greg Wishnishki or something like that. I can't even say the name. He says, of course, Ivan Provorov is more than happy to play pregame dress up 
when it does align with his belief system and he has a link to a military appreciation jersey that Provorov wore. So again, this is the left for you. Well, yeah, of course. Would you wear something that your beliefs did not align with? Mr. Greg Wyshevishki, whatever your name is, would you? I don't think so. Somebody gave you a shirt that said something hateful that you thought was hateful that you didn't agree with. Would you wear it? No. Would you wear something you did agree with? Yes. That only makes sense, you moron. So what do you, I don't understand the point that these twits even try to make when they're like, he wore a military appreciation jersey, see? Well, he appreciates the military. That's the whole point, twits. You get to decide what you back and what you don't. You don't let your team, you don't let anybody force a belief on you. And if somebody tells you to go out and represent something that you don't approve of, will you do it? Will you go in lockstep or will you actually stand up and be an individual? Although we learned that's bad from the moron in the astrophysicist community. We have to be engaged. We have to stand up for what we believe. One last tweet, this one from somebody named Ariel Orsuto, who says, Dear Ivan Provenoff, an NHL Flyers organization, hiding behind your religion to spread homophobia is cowardly and reckless. As a lifelong Flyers fan, a gay hockey fan, and a supporter of You Can Play Team, I want you to tell me to my face or Twitter, why you really didn't wear the sweater, the pride sweater. Sorry, there's a little logo in there, end quote. Uh, the reason Ms. Orsuto is his religion prevents him from accepting your lifestyle as something he will back. Sorry, he's not telling you you can't do it. He's just saying, I don't want to take part in promoting it. And there's a big difference between refusing to promote something and actively trying to interfere with it or end it or saying even it's bad. This is part of freedom. This is part of being an individual. This is part of having different beliefs. And you see what the left does. And I don't see this from the right. I have never seen anybody from the right be like, no, 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 you have to be a Christian. You have to be a Catholic. You have to, no, never. Okay, maybe not never. I'm sure it happens. I just don't see it. I see it all the time with the wokesters. You have to believe what we believe. Otherwise, you're bad. And this is why the country's going to hell in a handbasket. This is why the world is in the dire straits that it is right now. The world would be a much better place if people would just live their own damn lives and not worry about what other people are doing. And when somebody has a difference of opinion from you, there's a lot of other people that agree with you. Go deal with them. Now, if Mr. Provorov was coming out and saying, I don't want gay people to play in the NHL, or I don't want gay people to come to our games, or I don't want gay people to do this, well, then that's a different story, but that's not what's happening. He just said, I don't want to be a part of promoting this because my religion has other beliefs. And for that, he will be crucified because you can't have different beliefs than the left. You just can't. They won't allow it. 
They will break you. They will make your life hell. They will attack you. And people need to learn that. They need to stand up. And there has to be some sanity in a world where religion still accounts for a pretty big percentage of the population. You don't get to tell the people of any religion that they don't get to believe what they want to believe. This is still a free country, the United States of America, although Joey Biden, he's trying to bring us in a different direction, isn't he? But that is why you are listening to the Random Thoughts podcast. I want to say a big thank you to everybody for giving me your time, for listening to these shows. I hope you learned something. I hope they're enjoyable. I hope they're entertaining, at least when I get a little bit on the uh, animated side. There are just so many things going on that just don't seem like rational people would go along with it. And that gets me a little agitated. And thus, I bring it here to the Random Thoughts podcast, which is a value for value podcast, which means I put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to listen to them, consume them, enjoy them, hopefully. And if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, it's up to you to get some value back to us. You can do that in a variety of ways, including telling your friends about the show or I mean, even people you don't like. That's OK, too. Post about it on social media. Give us a little grassroots advertising campaign if you can so more people can check out the show and then hopefully more people get value and then donate monetarily to help us keep the lights on the web servers humming and all of that good stuff for today's show i would like to thank somebody but nothing today but it's okay i get it i've seen the numbers go down with the economy so we're kind of staying course we're here Hopefully, when things get better, you can come out and support the show. If you want to do so, you can do it in a variety of ways by going to our website, randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com slash donate. Click the donate button, which will allow you to do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses to do a crypto donation. You can use our P.O. box, which is available on our website. You can Go over to patreon.com slash random thoughts if you're in that ecosystem and get some value back to us that way. And if you're into the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, we will take boostograms, boosts, all that good stuff. If you don't know what that's all about, go check it out at newpodcastapps.com. You will thank me and you will be at the forefront of free media and people being able to say what they want, have the beliefs that they want and be uncancelable from these moron lefties who believe, well, you believe something that I don't, so I'm going to take you down. It's very important to support the voices out there that are standing up and pointing out the hypocrisy, and that is something I like to do here. It's fun. With all that said, I will be back again next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.